I'm Evan Knappen, and welcome to Gun Lawyer. Our show, we're proud of our sponsor. Our sponsor is the Association of New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs, and that is the state NRA affiliate for New Jersey. The folks on the front lines here in Battleground, New Jersey, with full-time paid lobbyists and at the forefront of all the litigation, you need to be a member of ANJRPC.org. Now today, I want to uh, talk about the latest anti-gun puppet show. That's right. And this puppet show stars His Fraudulency, the Senile Sock Puppet, who is known as the current occupier of the White House, also known as our national embarrassment, or just plain old Brandon. Now, what the senile sock puppet has done, he of course has done through his puppet masters, who are uh, Bloomberg and Giffords, and the entire anti-gun cabal, whose routines and patter he obeys diligently and what he has done is put out a executive order a new executive order now executive order is what's done by the president and in this case it's done when you can't get legislation through because your agenda is so disfavored by our republic and you can't get it through legislatively so you attempt to do it by executive fiat. And that's exactly what Biden's done, and unabashedly so. He admits this is exactly what he's doing. And uh, I want to read to you what he's done and explain the significance of the executive order and what's really behind it. And what this executive order, to understand it, is important because it, it actually is very revealing of the big picture if you know what to look for, that the uh, haters of you and me, haters of gun owners, hate, the hate group known as the uh, anti-gun crowd that hate us, hate our rights, and just want to destroy anything related to firearms and disarm us and leave us vulnerable. This is uh, their agenda, and we've seen it. And in order to get that agenda in place, uh, they have their uh, sock puppet there doing their bidding. And what was announced really spells it out. Let's take a look at this. First of all, the occupier there is uh, is crowing about the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act. Now, you may recall that was the uh, anti-gun law passed by uh, Democrats with a, uh, uh, some uh, traitorous Republicans joining in uh, to this so-called bipartisan uh, Safer Communities Act, which does nothing for safety of communities at all. It's just another step of anti-gun uh, tactics, you know, the salami tactic, piece by piece, and we can't give them an inch, and yet uh, here we see uh, Republicans uh, falling for it, some of them, and this passing. And now we're going to reap the, reap the, well, effect 
of the Bipartisan Communities Act, and Biden's going to take advantage of that right now. So as it says right in the news release from the White House, while celebrating the act's passage, now think about this, he's celebrating the act's passage. What does that tell you about the act right away if this guy is celebrating its passage? And he said he is again calling on Congress to act. Why? Because it's never enough. There's no compromise here. There's no, it's just take, take, take. That's all they do. They don't give anything. They just take rights, take rights, take rights. And, of course, he's calling to take more rights, even though the bipartisan community safety, even though that's passed, it's bipartisan, so what? Take, take, take. So what's he calling for now? Well, he's calling for a ban on assault weapons and high-capacity magazines, you know, assault weapons, which are really modern sporting arms, right? Modern sporting rifles. High-capacity magazines that we know are just standard-capacity magazines. Requiring background checks for all gun sales, often called UBC, Universal Background Checks. We're going to talk more about that in a moment. Requiring safe storage of firearms. We're going to talk about that. Closing the dating violence restraining order loophole. And repealing gun manufacturer immunity from liability. That's right. These are all the agenda items. He wants Congress to act and to do this, but can't get that through because they're all outrageous and destructive of the Second Amendment. And so what he's done is as much as he can do by way of executive order. This is not voted on by Congress, not voted on by the folks we elected to represent us, not approved as law. No, it's done by just a president who wants to push his failed agenda that he can't get through Congress, and this is what he's doing now. The executive order directs, number one, the president's cabinet to increase the number of background checks by ensuring that all background checks required by law are conducted before firearm purchases and moving the U.S. as close to universal background checks as possible without additional legislation. So you see, he's doing the very thing right there. He can't get universal background checks passed, so he's going to do it by way of executive fiat. Now, some of you may say, well, you know, I'm in favor of, you know, background checks. I don't think someone disqualified should get a gun or, you know, you think you're being reasonable by having that position. But that only shows me that you don't understand what universal background checks is really about. What it's really about is complete gun registration. Because if you have universal background check, that means every gun transfer goes through a dealer and if every gun transfer goes through a dealer then every gun transfer is registered through the dealer recorded through the acquisition and disposition books and you may have heard and if not i'll fill you in right now that those acquisition and disposition books that have come into the hands of the government after businesses have closed 
or after biz FFLs lose their license. However they come in, all of those records, almost 1 billion gun transfer records, folks, have been illegally databased by the government. That's right. They have databased those records. So they are building the list. And by having universal background checks, you can have a real-time current list of everybody who has purchased a gun. So universal background checks is really code for universal gun registration. And some of you may say, well, what's wrong with registering your guns? Because, hey, we register our cars and we register, you know, to get married. We register. So what's wrong? Because when it comes to guns, there's a little pattern that has repeated itself through history. And you can see it when it comes to registration of guns. It starts with legislation. And then from legislation comes registration. And then from registration comes confiscation. And I see that firsthand where there's registration schemes. And then the guns are confiscated. And then after confiscation comes the fourth word, and that's extermination. And if you look at the great Holocaust through history, not just the Holocaust in Germany, but other Holocausts, what preceded them was confiscation of arms of the people that were slaughtered. So registration is that tool that gets to disarmament. And universal background check is simply code word for accomplishing that. And yet here, they're looking to do it without additional legislation. Well, how can you do that without additional legislation? Oh, well, he explains it. He's going to make sure that firearm sellers, this is quoting right from it, firearm sellers who do not realize that they're required to run background checks under existing law or who are willfully violating existing law become compliant with background check requirements. Now think about this. Firearm sellers who do not realize they are required to run background checks. Well, he didn't say firearm dealers. He said firearm sellers. That means various individuals who the government wants to claim are acting as unlicensed dealers. And it's those people Individuals who may be hobbyists and collectors that sell some guns here and there or do private transfers, ah, they don't realize that they're actually, <clears throat> in the opinion of the current occupier of the White House and his incredibly biased Justice Department, and given the new definition that was modified in that bipartisan act, as to what a firearm dealer is, well, now you see we have these unlicensed gun dealers. They really aren't unlicensed dealers, but they're going to be made out to be. And what's the excuse to go after them? Well, if they're licensed dealers, then they have to do background checks. And that's how we're going to get more of these background checks, you see. That's the plan. And you may say, well, okay, that'll force more people to become federal firearm dealers. Well, it may, except the other part of his plan that we're going to get to is how they want to shut down dealers 
So if you create a system of universal background checks, and then every dealer you close down, you, you then put their guns in a database, and as you shut down dealer after dealer, and the only way you can acquire a gun is through a dealer, and there aren't any more dealers left to sell you a gun, well, that's how you shut down guns in America. See, that's, part, that's what the plan is. And every piece here fits what I'm telling you. Every piece. Let's keep looking at this. How are they going to do this? Ah, well, they're going to, he's encouraging the Attorney General, says right here, to move the U.S. as close to universal background checks as possible without additional legislation by clarifying as appropriate the statutory definition of who is, quote, engaged in the business of dealing in firearms as updated by the bipartisan Safer Communities Act. So there you go. We're now going to abuse the new definition that those Republican suckers and traitors joined in passing to give the power to the administrative agency by this executive order encouraging them to clarify as appropriate the definition of who's engaged in business. Well, you can sure see where that's going. It's going to be pretty damn broad. And that's what's going to be used to go after law-abiding citizens on their private transfers under this universal background check lie that is sold to the people. And it doesn't end there because the executive order also says they're going to put a plan in to prevent former federally licensed firearm dealers whose licenses have been revoked or surrendered or surrendered from continuing to engage in a business of dealing in firearms. So if you ever had a license that was revoked or you gave up that license, then you're not going to be allowed to continue to engage in the business. So this shuts down folks from engaging in the business even if they want to surrender a license and start a new business somewhere. It doesn't matter. You see, the idea now is continue to put the squeeze on FFLs, continue to broaden the definition of who's covered by the net of having to be an FFL, and then work into that this universal background check push that eventually they want to have as legislation as well to end private sales so that you combine both registration and confiscation and the inability to even purchase new firearms. This is the groundwork. And this didn't just come about because, you know, one day Biden just wakes up and says, hey, I got this idea. No, this is anti-gun think tank here, folks. This is the scheme implemented, being started and pushed by the anti-gun think tank that has looked at the big picture and the small picture. And this is their plan, and this is their push. You've got to recognize this. You've got to see it for what it is. When we come back, we're going to get more in-depth on this plan and the other mechanical elements of it to take away our 
writes. For over 30 years, attorney Evan Knappen has seen what rotten laws do to good people. That's why he's dedicated his life to fighting for the rights of America's gun owners. A fearsome courtroom litigator fighting for rights, justice, and freedom. An unrelenting gun rights spokesman tearing away at anti-gun propaganda to expose the truth. Author of six best-selling books on gun rights, including Knappen on Gun Law, a bright orange gun law Bible that sits atop the desk of virtually every lawyer, police chief, firearms dealer, and savvy gun owner. That's what made Evan Knappen America's gun lawyer. Gun laws are designed to make you a criminal. Don't become the innocent victim of a vicious anti-gun legal system. This is the guy you want on your side. Keep his name and number in your wallet and hope you never have to use it. But if you live, work, or travel with a firearm, the deck is already stacked against you. You can find him on the web at evannappen.com or follow the link on the Gun Lawyer resource page. Evan Knappen, America's Gun Lawyer. You're listening to Gun Lawyer with attorney Evan Knappen. Available wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Hey, welcome back to Gun Lawyer. I'm Evan Knappen. And I just want to mention to all of you to make sure your membership is current with the Association of New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs. They are the key fighting force for our Second Amendment rights in New Jersey. I'm proud that they're our sponsor, and they are incredibly effective. They have full-time paid lobbyists in Trenton. When you belong as a member, you're going to get the news alerts, email alerts, be able to take action, be on top of this fight, know what's going on, and things you can do to help. And it becomes very, very important. They're at the forefront with litigation. Their cases are in front of federal court now challenging the uh, carry killer anti-civil rights bill by Governor Murphy, challenging as we speak the assault firearm ban in New Jersey and large capacity magazine ban in New Jersey are challenging right now the constitutionality and that's moving forward. They're fighting and challenging and joining in other litigation including uh, my firm's case right now challenging the so-called public health safety welfare license denial gambit that is used to screw gun owners out of their rights in New Jersey. It's really important, and it's a fantastic organization. You get one of the finest newsletters on gun rights you can get, Jersey-focused and explaining you to you the issues that you want to know and understand. Plus, as a range member, they have a gorgeous range, Cherry Ridge. Beautiful. You shoot to the side of a mountain. What a just a lovely place. So, look, join your state association as as a minimum you can do and go to anjrpc.org and make sure you belong to the association you uh, can know that you're doing your part well looking back still at this executive order and its real implications and to understand the big picture here that's being forced upon us 
and what the agenda really is hiding behind uh, this language. They want to also, Biden says, improve awareness and increase appropriate use of extreme risk protection, red flag orders, and safe storage of firearms. Well, red flag is basically the no-due-process gun seizures that take place all the time in New Jersey. No-due-process. Somebody decides you're a problem because they say so. You never are in front of a judge up front. You don't get to say anything. It's all done ex parte without your involvement. And next thing you know, they're coming in your home, searching through your home, taking your guns, taking your gun rights. And then you get to go to court finally to fight it after the damage is done. And it is an abuse that is unbelievable, yet it's there. And he wants to continue this abuse. He wants to increase this abuse. He wants to spread this abuse throughout America so that on top of universal registration, on top of squeezing dealers and defining other individuals as dealers who never were dealers, is gun confiscation. And their vehicle to grabbing the guns now is red flag, red flag. And we see it every day in New Jersey because that's how it gets abused. And that's what's going on. You've got to oppose this no-due process red flag. It is horrific, and you know I've talked about it on prior shows, just how bad New Jersey's is and how New Jersey, according to the occupier in the White House, is the model legislation for the nation. Yes, the no-due process Jersey special is the model for, the le- for, for America. And what does this uh, increased awareness program consist of? Oh, well, it says right in here, partnering with law enforcement, health care providers, educators, and other community leaders. So this way you get the word out on how everybody can make that call and get other people's guns seized, all right? And this is abuse that we see happen with healthcare providers in Jersey, so-called duty to warn. We've talked about that. You just say something, even a hyperbolic statement, you know, oh, man, that guy got me so mad I could kill him, or, uh, you know, man, I, I was so upset I could kill myself, even though you didn't mean any of it doesn't, eh, game over, guns confiscated, you get taken away, too, for evaluation. Oh, sure. This is the plan. This is reality. This isn't speculation. This is case after case after case that my office defends individuals on. It really is happening. And that's where he's putting his push. Also, he needs to, he puts, we need to address loss or theft of firearms during shipping. Now, who could be against that? Who wants theft of firearms during shipping? I don't want to see that. Everything he, they, they put forward sounds so wonderful and reasonable until you actually know what's going on. What are they talking about? Oh, well, they said firearms reported as lost or stolen shipments, and they're putting the propaganda on that. So he's directing the Secretary of Transportation in consultation with the Department of Justice to work to reduce the loss or theft of firearms during shipment and improve reporting of such. 
So how do you reduce it? Well, by putting in extra controls and tracking and registration and expense of shipping, and you make it incredibly burdensome and expensive and intrusive to ship the guns. Another weak point to attack in the supply chain of guns. And you know this is that think tank going to work. Don't miss the next section, which is holding the gun industry accountable. The executive order directs the president's cabinet to, ready? Provide the public and policymakers with more information regarding federally licensed firearm dealers who are violating the law. Well, who could be in for these rogue, horrible gun dealers violating the law, right? Yeah, right. Except what this is actually going to do is, quote, the president is directing the attorney general to publicly release to the fullest extent permissible by law ATF records from the inspection of firearm dealers cited for violation of federal firearm laws. Now, folks, every gun dealer goes through what's called a compliance check at some point or another. And in the compliance check, because nobody's perfect, they find little things here, there, whatever, and then the idea is to have the dealer correct them, as you would in any other business when there's such an audit, and then their practices improve. Well... Biden wants every one of those records of dealer compliance checks. Remember, unless the dealer got an absolutely perfect compliance check without any single little thing being a violation, those records go to the public. And by the way, how far is that going to go? Is it going to reveal inventories and guns and serial numbers? And what is the real purpose of this? Well, the real purpose of the release of this is to use it in conjunction with litigation. Litigation to try to end the firearm industry by using and abusing the tort law system. We're going to get to that in a minute because that's part of his executive order as well. He also is ordering the Defense Department's acquisition of firearms to further firearm public safety practices. So the Department of Defense buys large number of firearms and other weapons to protect and serve our country. And the president's directing the Secretary of Defense to develop and implement procedures to further firearm and public safety practices through the acquisition. So you want a government contract to sell guns? Well, they're going to put a whole host of requirements that you're going to have to follow that aren't pushed by law, required by law, but instead required by the department to further attack our gun rights by using the power of the defense purchase of firearms to force the companies to screw with our gun rights. That's the plan behind that. Then he's encouraging the independent Federal Trade Commission. Remember, they're independent, but he's encouraging them to issue a report on how gun manufacturers market firearms to minors and how such manufacturers market firearms to all civilians 
through the use of military imagery. Why is that? Because that's their ploy to suing the gun industry. It was used against Remington. It's their way to try to get around the Lawful Commerce Protection Act. This is their gambit. So they want to go at it there, get these so-called studies and reports to bolster what will be litigation to try to litigate the industry out of existence. Again, this is all their think tank stuff from the anti-gun groups that get together and come up with this plan and then they get their puppet, the senile sock puppet, to put it out there and that's what they're doing. And this is what this executive order is laying the groundwork for. And, you, and when you, if you read it carefully and you understand what is actually going on here, then you see just how evil, just how destructive our, of our Second Amendment and right to keep and bear arms, the groundwork is being laid here in this plan. This is their blueprint to try to destroy us even in the wake of the Bruin decision and the court strengthening our Second Amendment rights. This is their end run. This is how they're looking to do it. They also are going to push for additional steps to, uh, quote, make our communities safer and support communities impacted by gun violence. There's that... There's that catchphrase, gun violence. Of course, there's, it's not gun violence. If anything, it should be criminal violence. It's not just gun violence because there's good gun violence as well as bad gun violence. But when we talk about criminal violence, then it's only bad violence. And they use this to go after our rights yet again. We've talked about that in the past. So in addition to all this, there's a push now at the end of this executive order, which you may find interesting, that says they want Congress to modernize and make permanent the Undetectable Firearms Act of 1988, which is currently set to expire December of 2023. Well, look at that. The Undetectable Firearms Act is going to expire. No way in hell should that be renewed. That is an attempt, the way they want to see it modernized, to stop modern development of modern sporting firearms that utilize lightweight materials in the making of guns. They want to hold it back and stop the industry because with these new materials... You don't have to use uh, the same resources, natural resources, steel, etc. You can make these firearms more affordable, make them lighter, make them more durable. And again, this is to shut down the industry and its evolution of firearms by keeping it from being able to use modern materials and also using it to stop individuals that want to make a homemade firearm using modern materials as well. And again, this is all part of the plan. So when you look at this executive order, 
you can see the blueprint for where the fight for our rights is going to come down. And I wanted to make sure my listeners understood just how serious and what the truth is behind these plans. This is Eben Knappen reminding you that gun laws don't protect honest citizens from criminals. They protect criminals from honest citizens. Gun Lawyer is a Counterthink Media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. Reach us by emailing evan at gun.lawyer. The information and opinions in this broadcast do not constitute legal advice. Consult a licensed attorney in your state.